Welcome to Stories from the Center of the Universe, the podcast about the human experience. Kenny Wingle, welcome to the Center of the Universe. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. So it's April Fool's Day. It is. Kenny has uh, more than dabbled in stand-up comedy. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Was yep. the last time you got a 30 seconds left before the uh, I got to walk out on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm counting over here. What was the last time you did a uh, routine in front of folks? Oh, it was a few weeks ago. Uh, cidery uh, in Scott's edition, Busky. Oh. It had been a long time before that. So it, it was a little odd. Did you kill it? No, not at all. I only had five minutes. So it's, it's hard to really kill in five minutes. <laughs> It was just more of trying to get it back into the routine and see if I could still do it. Yeah, it was it was it was okay, but you know, a lot from what I've learned now is about timing in comedy, and if you don't do it for a long time. Yeah, how long had you not been doing it? Oh, it was probably in a regular routine. It was probably four or five months because it wasn't a whole pl- whole lot of places to do it. That's true yeah. during COVID. Yeah, so you want to get back to it regular? I am now. You know, I'm planning on it. Places are starting to open back up. So, nice. Uh, I've got a few, few shows booked. So is we'll see a, how is, it goes. Is it a side hustle kind of thing, or is it more used to enjoy doing it? It's a. It, it's it's my passion that you know I just hadn't figured out how to make a career out of it yet. <laughs> that that it's, it's still there. You know, yeah. It's like, the you, side chick that I'm trying to marry, but right. I haven't right. figured out how to get all the game right. right. Po- podcasting is my side chick. Yeah, it's all good. I like it. See. So, but, but you're you, doing pretty good. At it. But you like coordinating stuff too, right? I mean, you put together shows. I, am I wrong there? No, no, I definitely do. I mean, my, my you know, my full time gig or my main chick is you know, the corporate industry. So I've been in sales and marketing for 20 years. So, you know, I understand the business side of it, right. and. You know, I could do a little bit of comedy, so it, it, I understand both. You know, if I'm not going to be famous, at least I can put some shows on and yeah, it's still fun. No, yeah, I think that's be great. around it. Yeah, coordinating. It's I think that's important, right? Yeah. I mean, you need somebody who can do that, right? I mean, it's tough. Not everybody can. No, that's for sure. It's I'm, a lot of work. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've done it in the past where I've coordinated events and then I said, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm just going to stick straight to comedy. But I always end up coming back to produce shows and put stuff on who's the most famous dude you uh coordinated and got on stage Ooh, to get on stage uh doug stanhope i would probably say okay i yeah, know yeah. you guys would know him uh yeah whitney cummins when she first oh, yeah. started wow. and john reap who, okay. who won last comic standing from hickory right north carolina you, got, yeah, you know yeah, who yeah. he is yeah so i had a comedy festival back in 2010 when i first got into comedy i didn't know you know i wasn't really a good comedian uh back then i was really new um but I wanted something to happen. You know, the funny bones is around, obviously, yeah. back then. But I wanted to put my own thing on. So I, I learned a lot. I didn't make, you know, any money. But I got to meet Doug Stanhope and Whitney Cummings and yeah. John Reap and put some shows on for some other comedians and give them some shine. So I was happy with that. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. cool. That's what that's what I'm doing with this podcast, giving uh, flipping some shine. Wow. I appreciate About it. time. I'm 51 years old. Somebody's <laughs> finally giving me some shine. Flip says he's getting ready to get into comedy. Yeah, so uh, no, no. No, you said no. you'd do it when you were 35, I thought. Uh, yeah, that's 16 years ago. We missed it. Missed the boat. I'm not doing comedy. Uh, so it was 35 look, to 37. That look, was the I do stand-up at home, and the wife looks at me like I'm crazy. One kid laughs, and the other two turn around and walk away. Do you do it in the mirror? Doesn't work. 
No, I don't do it in the mirror because I've still got a young enough kid that he'll laugh at anything I say. Oh, so he's you do for that. See? So, he's the so easy target. He's found easy. his right, the right audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, once he gets a little older, I'm he just done. He just needs to follow you around. You're good. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but that's funny with 30, like 35, I think would be a good age. I got into it. When, I started doing comedy when I was 30. Okay. Um, but it's, it's weird because it seems like all the comedians that kind of hit their peak are around that 40 year old age, which I think there's Is something it, to that, right? Cause they, I think yeah. you get 40 years old. I don't know how I, I'm, how, 50, how, I'm 52. They, oh, really? They've been grinding for a while and they've gotten to a place where it's just a nice rhythm and it kind of hits or, yeah. or it doesn't. Or, exactly. Or, but the confidence thing too, right? I mean, like first of all, like if I was 19 and trying to be on a standard, I wouldn't even know what to talk about. Right. I've, if I've lived till 35 or 40, I've got so many experiences. 40's got a ton of experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just, I can't imagine. I, I, I would only assume, and you tell me. Hey, Kevin, mic, mic control, brother. You're leaving, well, you're leaving the mic on me. You tell me. <laughs> I said control. This is podcast two for <laughs> Flip, so I'm, we're still in training. A lot. I'll move around a lot. Sorry, I'll stay right here. You can move a little bit. So in your regular life, Kenny. <laughs> oh, God. No, so <laughs> when you're going through sales calls or just stuff, and you, you got to find stuff that you're going to talk about <laughs> on stage, do you not? Yeah, a lot, a lot of my stuff is, uh, you know, I learned early on uh, writing that if I tried to make something up and make a story up, like, you know, here's Chappelle, that his stuff so outlandish. And if you try to do that, uh, it's very hard to connect and deliver that emotionally because you know you're kind of lying. So th there's got to be a certain truth of what I'm doing with comedy to be able to connect to it and get that emotion. And then I can embellish on on top of that and make the punchline, the last thing I say, funny and make it ridiculous. So I learned uh, that there's, yeah, there's real life moments that as I go through the day, I'm checking and going, if I made somebody laugh, like, why did they laugh? Mm. Was it the timing? So I, I pay attention to being able to make people laugh and what makes them laugh. And a lot of it is it has to be tied into real stuff. Yeah. Are, you writing, are you writing it down or are you just uh, putting it in the back of your head? <laughs> As a procrastinating comedian, I should be <laughs> writing it down more. But uh, no, I put notes in my phone, Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. voice memos. If I come up with something and then later on you can work on it. Well, maybe we'll give you some material tonight. There's definitely. A... <laughs> I probably already have <laughs> this guy. Who's your Who's your favorite comedian, Paul? Ooh, you said Chappelle. He's my top three, probably. Um, who are the other two in no particular order? I, I, Robin Williams, who's no longer with us. I either loved what he was doing or like he was annoying me. But when he was on, he was popping for me. Um, Seinfeld's funny. He's yeah, a, he's just a super thoughtful guy. And obviously he's famous. I'm trying to think of somebody not so famous that uh, makes me laugh. Nothing's coming to mind right now. Chappelle's my number one, though. Yeah. I don't even think it's close, actually. Yeah. yeah. He's definitely, he's mine. How about you, Flip? I, Chappelle's the top five, but I will say this. George Carlin was mm. so funny to me when I was in my 20s and 30s. He's just, his everything he talked about. His timing silly. was impeccable. He's the silliness part of it. Yeah. Um, but Kings of Comedy, the show, I think it was 2001. I still quote that every day. Mm -hmm. I quote Bernie Mac, Cedric the Entertainer, or Steve Harvey. Not so much D.L. Hughley. D.L. is pretty three, funny, but the other three are funnier. Him oh downstairs. I, I'm telling you. <laughs> I will say, him downstairs. All that, I mean, when you got kids and you got milk stairs. milk cookies. Yeah, cooking the milk. I love it. I love it. Uh, every day. What about you? 
Uh, Chappelle's one. Uh, George Carlin for, you know, uh, I don't know if he's in my top three. I think right now I would put Chappelle, Mitch Hedberg. Oh, yes. yeah. He, you know, he died years ago. Right? Yeah. Um, and uh, Bill Burr right now is. Burr's um, killing it now. Yeah, I love Bill, Bill Burr. Burr is. He's that dude that's like, you know, he, he hit 40 and it's like, I'm just going to say what I want to say. And he's popping. And it's crazy. He's gone beyond the cancel culture thing. Like he should have been canceled by the cancel culture like ten times by now, but he's he's on the other side of it. Yeah, it's and that's awesome. funny because Chappelle's that that dude that everybody looks at and goes, if comedy's gonna say something, Chappelle should be the one saying it for comedy and speaking up and yeah. you know, he's he's done it on SNL or he just says what he wants to say and he gets away with it because everybody understands he's joking. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's But he he's also like the conscience kind of because the, the George Floyd thing he did was mm-hmm. powerful. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, it, it was like whoa, but that it didn't surprise me that it was Chappelle saying what he was saying about that whole situation. He had threw some funniness into it, the front front of it and the end of it, but it was it was powerful. It was good stuff. Well, that's a different way that like you, like you, you mentioned Carlin and how he delivered his stuff. You know, he was funny, political, ridiculous, like making fun of simple things. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld does the same thing. Yep. It's like. Let's break it down and understand what it really is, and you guys don't need to be sweating and fighting over all this craziness because yeah. it's, it's it's not that big a deal. And it's and it's kind of funny actually. Yes. Yeah. You can make it funny. Yeah. You know, Ralphie May is another one that I thought was uh, Ralphie May is funny, and he's he's deceased too, unfortunately. But uh, that I thought could get away with saying things that maybe I couldn't or somebody else couldn't, and he he did he did it great. Like he's I'm I'm here to offend everybody. Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> so people. Yeah, it was great. He always had a diverse crowd too, so he was playing to everybody. He was good. good Very dude. cool. All right, so Kenny, you grew up in Detroit City. Yes. In, in like in the city or the in the city, Southwest Detroit. And so you Detroit are public schools. You are a Lions fan. Yes. You you are a Pistons fan. Yes. You're a Tigers fan. Yes. And he's a Wolverines fan. And a Redskins. Fan. Uh, Red Wings. I'm Red sure. Wings. I was going to say Reds. Red, you're, no. you're a university. I'm all, I'm all Detroit. You know, I've been here long enough in Virginia that I could probably switch teams. But you know what? My dad's still a Lions fan, so I'm going to stick with it. And I'm torturing my boys. To it's brutal, be. man. It's brutal. So we were talking before we started recording. My son is a, a Buccaneers fan because I'm a Buccaneers fan. My dad didn't care about the NFL. And he said, Dad. I was a year old when we won our first Super Bowl. I'm afraid I'm going to die before we win another one. And I, and I didn't uh, – I don't remember it because I was one. Like, Dad, am I ever going to see our team win another Super Bowl? I'm like, probably not. Probably not. I'm sorry. You're talking to a, a Lions fan. I know. Fan no, no, no. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not trying to put salt in any wounds here. <laughs> right. We're, we're still hurting. We've no, heard no. it all. It, it, it was really Fine. hard to get to the second Super Bowl. Guys. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Tom Brady watches in. Well, so how many teams in the NFL? The 32. How many yeah. have never been to the Super Bowl? It's not many. Well, of them. there's two. Well, we've been once, but it <laughs> might as well not have been. We well, yeah, he had that. Jacksonville hasn't because they're fairly new. Right. right. You guys, the Browns haven't. Carolina hasn't. No, Carolina has. They, I mean, one, one. You're talking about not. Oh, I, I asked question. Ben or one. Yeah. Not one. Yeah. Yeah. Bing, Bengals have been, but not one. Oh, there's tons of teams that haven't won, uh, but yeah, but, but over half have won a Super Bowl. Yeah, we normally. I mean, it gets tough now. But it's even tougher now being a Lions fan because the rest of the Detroit sports sucks. You know, the Red Wings aren't good, Pistons aren't good, yeah, Tigers aren't good. 
So they've back in the won. day, they've was, all won. They've all won, and that's kind of the era that I grew up in. That the Red Wings were winning, the Bad Boys Pistons were yeah. winning, Tigers, the Tigers in '84. It's like I, we always had somebody else that was getting our attention, and it's like, yeah, you have to kind of roll with the Lions because they're there, but we know what it's going to be for the next. But Detroit seems like a football town to me from the outside. It, it's blue collar. Yeah. It's you know they're they're tough. The Bad Boys Pistons was you know tough, and they they should. It's they just haven't had a. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know so what it, it seems is. Like the, the it seems ownership, like they're, or the, yeah, they're not trying, or they're not smart, or something. I don't know. How, what how it did is. you've you had the best of you know one of the best the to me the the best running back ever, Barry you've Sanders, Calvin yeah. Johnson. You had Megatron, early. and you had Megatron before Megatron was a thing, and Herman Moore way back in the day. Yeah. So they've had all these good players, and Scott just, Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Miami. <laughs> Oh, sorry. What, what did you do? You like Michael Jordan, though, right? Am I wrong in that? I I do now. Back then, back no. then you had I to respect hate him. him. Oh yeah, I hated him. I was all bad. Boys, all right, well, so. let's talk about the bad boys. I, in my opinion, that was the the height of the NBA, and mm-hmm. I remember Dr. J doing his thing back in the day. But Bird and, and Magic were still playing back then. But the Pistons, Bulls, Knicks, the East was, yeah. it was back when the East was like amazing. It was awesome. The, the Pacers were mixing it up back then. And I'm a big Jordan guy, big Carolina guy, big Jordan guy. So the, the bad boys, I mean, just drove me nuts. I mean, because let's be honest, they did what they had to do right. to stop Michael Jordan, right. which would pretty much beat him up, turn him into who he was, though, because started lifting weights, started doing things so he could take that pounding, and then he becomes, I mean, he was already awesome. But, yeah, the Pistons were. Mahorn, Lambeer. They were tough. Man. Rodman. Ooh. And Lambeer. Did you, did you even as a fan just want to punch him in the face? I, no, we loved him. I loved <laughs> oh, yeah. Him. Every like time he in, knocked Bird down or, or Magic or oh, whatever. He had him. Bird swinging at him. He had Paris swinging at him. He had everybody swinging at him. Oakley, I, all those guys. I, mean, I think the Bird Magic eras were, hey, pay attention to the NBA because something's happening. And then when it hit the 90s to, through 96, it was, it was next level during that time because it was Jordan growing. Learning how to win, the Pistons beating him up. Yeah, you know, and then back to back, you know, the Pistons had to get past the Lakers and Magic. It's you know the kind of passing of the torch. Yeah, you know, Mike wins three. He finally figures out how to win. Never loses one. You know that he plays in. Hakeem comes in and wins. I don't know why people don't give. To me, Hakeem's the greatest center ever. But those two years that Mike was out, you know, that's that's why. They, they, hey, Mike right, because he could have won eight in a row if right. he never left. Right. Like we all know that that, that would have probably happened. Probably. But back then, I hated him. I didn't like the I'm Bulls sure stuff. Everybody rocked the Bulls. You know, no, it's we're bad boys. We're gonna knock you out. So when I when I played uh, on outside courts back in the day, I'll just tell you my nickname was Lambeer. Boom. Because I couldn't jump. But you but leave, you, you, shoot. you leave me open on the elbow. I'm yeah. putting it in. Yeah. I, I can still shoot. shoot like Lambeer. I used to shoot like him. He had the weirdest little. It, it was like, weird. He'd cock it up. That's and how you st- shot too? No, no. Oh. I can imitate him. Imitate no. him. Okay. No. Well, you used to play ball, right? Yeah. I yeah. Who did you shoot like? I don't know. I like Dumars was my favorite growing yeah. up. You know. I think that was that was the only piston that I like. Said okay. Oh, he's okay. I'll be all right with him. The rest of y'all can. Vinny Johnson was kind of fun too. The yeah. microwave. The microwave. He would kill us. He would kill us. But Dumars, I think because Jordan respected Dumars so much, it made us fans of Jordan say, okay, well, he's cool. Did the you like Isaiah right. Thomas? No. Did you like Isaiah Thomas? Oh, yeah, loved him. You had to, right? Yeah. 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 Of course you did. Yeah. yeah. Well, he beat Carolina in, in college, so I, I've never liked him. The undefeated season? <laughs> no, no, that he was 76. This yeah. was 80, 81. 
Yeah. Um, the yeah. year Reagan got shot, actually, because I remember watching that game as a kid, the Carolina, I think it was the same night, the Carolina-Indiana game, and Reagan got shot. Mm. That's crazy. Mm. All right, so you said Detroit Public Schools. What was that like? It, it wasn't <laughs> like going to King William no. Public Schools. No, not, definitely not. I mean, look, it was from kindergarten up to ninth grade, 10th grade, actually. I finished 10th grade, so... It's all I knew. I mean, it was predominantly black. It was probably 98% every school I went to was predominantly black. Our neighborhood was a lot, a lot of mixed uh, nationalities and stuff, a lot of Spanish and stuff. Um, it That's how I learned, you know, to, I guess, be respectful to everybody and humans because I don't, you know, really pass judgment on people and yeah. give everybody a free chance. But, that, you know, that's where I grew up and that's all I knew. And it was pretty good to me. I mean, the city's rough now I'm, I'm sure it was rough back then but i didn't feel like it was rough until i got uh you know closer to f- teenage years which is part of the reason why i feel like my parents moved here is because gangs were really bad mm. um, i had some friends that were getting in trouble going to jail so Oof. uh and we were still living in the city and you know my mom had reconnected with her dad uh probably a few years earlier and he wanted to be closer to her, and she wanted to be closer to him. So that's how we ended up. Was he here? Yeah, he lived here. Okay. Um, and my mom had talked about it for like a couple of years, like, hey, we're going to move to Virginia eventually. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Where's Virginia? Like, yeah, what, what, what was that? Whatever. So uh, I came down here, worked with my grandpa. I was, I think I was 16, 15 when I came down here and worked with him for a few weeks, got to hang out with him, and he owned a construction company. So I came down and was the gopher for a few weeks and you know mom's still talking about hey we're moving to virginia I'm like whatever she kept talking about it. and then she's like hey we're moving friday this was like on a wednesday and she's like your grandpa's coming to get us on friday and we're moving to virginia i'm like yeah whatever my grandpa showed up and we were out we started <laughs> packing stuff up uh, you know i barely had time to say bye to my friends and family and wow we hopped in the car we moved down here and now were you upset about it yeah, point. I was 16. Yeah. I had just gotten my... Yeah. It oh, was, it's the middle of high school. Yeah, September. I had just gotten my driver's license. I got my... You know, I had my car. It was, you were ready to make it happen. Yeah, I was loving it. And uh, I was I was ready. It was my junior year, so I was all into basketball. So I was ready to go to, you know, to, to try out for varsity. To Like, I'm in a city school. I want to go to college and play ball. Hopefully, it's a good chance. And then we ended up in King William County. That's where I went to high school for my last two years. But so you made from, that varsity team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I made so, that so, one. So if you're not from uh, Central Virginia, King William is a rural county. Yes, and in 1993 is even more rural. <laughs> there, there were seven kids in your graduating class or so, something like, like that. culture shift. So the high school that I went to is Detroit uh, Cass Technical High School. It's a college prep school in downtown Detroit. You had to take a test, whatever, to get in there. And uh, I made the junior varsity basketball team there. The, the the it's been rebuilt but when i went to the school it was eight stories it had three gyms in it mm. two pools 4500 students you know this it's di- a big school like the alumnus is diana ross oh, two miss miss americas carol gist and uh kenya moore uh smoky robinson I, f- I forget there's tons of people that went to this, this is a big deal school that, yeah in downtown and then King William County, like 450 <laughs> students, 70 people in the graduating class. It was like city boy to here's country for you. 
So it was a big culture shock. You didn't know what to do with yourself for probably the first three months. No, I was happy still, though. I was 16. I had my driver's license. I had a car. But everything was like 30 minutes away. Yeah, I was going to say, like, say where'd you go? Yeah, Detroit, you're like five minutes. I don't really need to drive, but I'm going to move yeah. my car around the block yeah. and go there. But in King <laughs> William, it was like everything, no matter what direction, 30 minutes to get there. Wow. But well, so You left when you were 16. I, yeah. I, I can't believe Detroit filed for bankruptcy, what, a decade or so ago? Well, if you followed the mayors, <laughs> you would know why. They, yeah, I don't know anything about it's it. It's crazy, yes. It's it's super crazy. Place it's a big city. It is. It supports four pro teams, yeah. and they file bankruptcy. That's that's corruption, right? It, it, it's got to be definitely. Yeah. The yeah. mayor, I think, uh, Kwame Kilpatrick, who went to Cast Tech too, <laughs> was a big. Yeah, he's a big crook. Yeah. So, I don't know. The downtown part of the city wasn't bustling. I mean, they're trying to you know, like the Pistons are down there now. The Red Wings they just build Little Caesars. Um, arena and now ford fields down there so all of the teams good are down there now there's a lot of revitalization that's going there um the guy that owns the Cavs, dan gilbert he owns mm-hmm. what, what's the mortgage company he owns quicken loans quicken he's got the he's got a like his corporate office there or something but good so they've rebounded they're re- rebounding yeah, yeah there's a lot i mean the, the old uh tiger stadium facility my buddy was telling me that uh where the tiger stadium the old tiger stadium used to be is all condos now it's half a million dollar condos that mm. that was right in right in the city so wow so they're coming back which they're is coming good. back yeah that's great and your mom is native american yes uh and your dad is polish yes how, how did your parents meet uh my mom i remember that my mom told me it was somewhere near uh tiger stadium i think my mom or dad lived and my dad used to uh, roll around the block or whatever, and my mom would notice him, and she would throw rocks at his car. That's, that's how you pick up dudes. That is awesome. In Detroit, is you throw rocks at their car. It's a sign of love. I mean, wow. tell me that woman doesn't love you. She's throwing rocks at your car. That, see that, that that happens here. That's not love. That's not love. <laughs> no, that's that you a, cut me off, or I hate you, or yeah. It's a restraining wow. order coming. Yeah. So what was it like having a Native American mom and a, a Polish dad? Uh, well, melting pot didn't matter. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. Yeah. I mean, that was that was that's the thing of. Uh, it's funny in my view of Detroit. There's a lot of eclectic people that you'll see that come out of there that have mixed cultures that have got a little taste of everything. For me, like an Eminem, a Kid Rock, a yeah. Madonna. It's like, you know, Bob Seger. It's like everybody's got a little, a lot of everything in them, and and. Have, you know, didn't Ted Nugent come from there? Ted Nugent's there, yeah. Detroit, yeah, there was some exceptions. Well, D- Detroit was like, uh, I mean, he was upstate. Motown, he went, he went, yeah, yeah. He is from Michigan. Yeah, I guess he's from the mother. Rural city. Michigan. Is it rural? Or is he from? I, I, I don't know where I would Ted imagine. Nugent's from. That'd be my guess. <laughs> yeah, I think it's King William, Michigan. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what it is. He's from the UP, maybe. Probably. Yeah. Good old Ted. <laughs> All right, so should Kevin? Should we convince Kevin to do stand up? No, he's got. Yeah. No, you shouldn't convince me to do stand up. I think anybody who's listening to this knows it wouldn't work. <laughs> but I do want to. I want to get your opinion on some people. Okay. Because to me, and probably to Paul, you are the expert. I like how you deflected that. We're not going to forget. We're going to come back. I know. No, absolutely. Yeah. I've gone there twice. I'm going there at least two more yeah. times. So third time's the charm. You. <laughs> You can do this. You're the guest. However, you want to do it. You can give me a one-word answer. You can give me a one sentence. Or if somebody strikes you and you want to give us your opinion, fire away. Mm. These are comedians 
old and young, not old and young, long ago comedians, people that may not be here anymore, people that are going and doing it right now. And I'm how, do how, how long is your list, Kevin? I'm not going to do the whole list. All right. I wrote down a lot, though. It's, it's a pretty good Wait, list. You're not oh, messing around. Yeah. I'm yeah. just going to pick and choose. Notes. We, and we've talked about a couple of these, so I can skip over those. Um, Richard Pryor. I mean, the the goat, yeah. right? I mean, I, there, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of comedians' careers that are built off of Richard Pryor. Yes, he was the first one to really just go there and say stuff that most people were afraid of saying. Yeah, it, it's okay that he says that because that's who he is, right? And I think that's what a lot of comedians get to. Chappelle gets to that point where you can say what you want to say because we we know you enough, you know. And that's hard in the public for people to say. It's okay. You get a pass that maybe it might be cancel culture, but we know what you're talking about. We know you're joking. Right. It's all right. He had a lot of emotion in his act, it felt like, too. Like A lot of it was personal to him that yeah. he turned into laughter. And it might, maybe laughter is the best medicine kind of thing. But anyway, Vulnerability. Right? Yeah. yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, he, he said, I'm going to beat you to the punch, and I'm going to tell the joke about me lighting myself on fire. Right. I'll give you a good joke for it. <laughs> you know, it's like, all right, what are we going to say to this we guy? Can't you make know? Fun of him. Yeah. He already did it. All right. Andrew Dice Clay. Ooh. Uh, he was trendy for a little bit. You know, like I remember him growing up. That that was the guy you're not supposed to watch, but we saw him. So I, <laughs> I don't know. I know he's back in it now. Is he? I, I, he does something. Apparently, that's kind of who he is. It's, it, he was just being himself. Yeah. Is it, uh, well, or maybe there was a stick. Who knows? Maybe, maybe it worked then. It's still <laughs> working. Stephen Wright. Uh so Mitch Hedberg and Stephen Wright, I, I put up there. Like when I think of Mitch Hedberg, I think of Stephen Wright. His stuff's classic. Oh, awesome. It's as good as it gets. Man. I could, I pull up stuff on YouTube and just listen to it all night. It's yeah. hilarious. It's so good. Just the whole delivery, all of it. Yep. Here's one for you, and you already said. Does Paul get any input on these, or is it just me? No, it's oh, all yeah. good. Feel free okay. if you want to jump. My in. only input yeah. is uh, pull the mic in front of your mouth. Pull, pull it. Angel, we understand your frustration. <laughs> Pull it. No, no. Towards. There you go. There you, Oh. You're good. Well. You, do you want me to respond a little bit? No. Too? Yeah. Uh, whatever you yeah, want. Yeah. If, you, if you got something to say. If you like him. I'll, I'll fire Stephen Wright, though. You know Mitch Hedberg, so you know Stephen Wright. Oh, yes. Yeah. Stephen Wright is the, the guy on the couch. He's the driest comedian ever. Super and Hedberg dry. was pretty close. Mm. Ellen DeGeneres. Ooh. Underrated mm. stand-up comedian. I agree. She's very funny. Is that very. how she made her name initially? Yeah. 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 Very funny. Netflix, the last yeah. one was, was pretty funny. But earlier years. Her were. early comedy is like, it's like, wow. You know, it's legit. She had her own little thing. Here's one for you. Roseanne Barr. Mm. <laughs> All I could think about is the national anthem when you say her. When you know? spits and grabs her crotch. Yeah, I guess she was a good stand-up comedian. I don't. I mean, I've seen some of her stuff, but I, I wouldn't say like, oh, I know her for stand-up comedy. That show was epic. Yes, or, the original. Yeah. yeah. So it was. It was epic. Um, a little bit now, uh, more contemporary, I guess. Hannibal Burris. Ooh, I really liked him when he first came out because I thought his style was was really unique, and I really hadn't followed him that no. much. Yeah, I, I, I like him. Here. I still think he's funny. Yeah, um, he's got some good stuff. Yeah, he's got some good stuff with him. Um, Bert Kreischer. Oh, I love Bert. I've uh, I've I've worked with him at the Funny Bone. I've seen him perform a bunch of times. 
He's wild. He takes his shirt off every time he gets on stage, right? Yeah, every time. And he, he'll, he'll stand there and just beer belly out, dad bod, let's get it. And apparently he drank more beer than anybody's ever had He's while he was at Florida State. Yeah, I think they, they voted him the number one partier in the world or something. Yeah. The country. Yeah. And he is he the same guy off stage that he is on? He seems like he's, he would be. He's wild. I mean, he's super nice from the you know brief time that I met him and, and hung out with him. Super nice. He does that podcast with Bill Burr now. Have yeah. you seen that? Yeah. But dudes, I mean, how are you not going to like that guy? Yeah. You know? He looks and that's like how he just comes across. Yeah. Is, hey, let's have fun. Not, let's not, we don't All care. Right. Let's have Last one. Sarah Silverman. Ooh, I like her a lot. Yeah, I like her. Um, her her stand up comedy is really good. I know she writes for a lot of yeah. a lot of stuff. Um, I like her. I I, she's cute. I lied. She is. I lied. The the, the last one is Don Rickles. Because, oh, let me tell you, that guy was something else. I can't tell you how many hours of the uh, James Dean. Roast, roast that yeah. I watch because I'll just Google Rickles. It, it doesn't matter what Rickles does. He's on the roast or he's doing stand up or the, whatever the inauguration when he did Reagan and stuff like Rickles is that guy. He's like, that's what he's going to be. You know, that's what you're going to get out of him. And you know, he's going to be funny. He was the original roast master. Would yes. say anything yeah. about anybody. It, it, and he could and, be standing three feet away from Oh him my he gosh. Yeah. He was like Archie Bunker if he would have been a comedian. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was Archie Bunker. Remember that? What are you too young? You too young. No, I remember. I remember. Yeah. All in the family. Should we mention how you two know each other? Well, yeah, we. Um, you're Luke, right? Yep. And my son, my oldest, Brody. <clears throat> we we signed up for mechanics for a little league for t-ball, and we come out and uh, Kenny Wingle. I don't know Kenny Wingle, and he's the coach. Uh, I watched the first practice or two, and 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 you know was you, this you, t- was this t-ball or t-ball? Was it? it was literally t-ball. And I'm not going to say anybody's name because I don't know these other people, but the, I think your other two coaches might have been husband and wife. Yes. But, but you look you look flustered, like not flustered, but like frustrated out there. And I think you and I started talking, and I said, hey, you want me to come help? Not that I'm Mr. Baseball or anything, but I think I started yeah. helping coach. And then we just kept in touch, and we played golf together. Um, you know, hit the ball, try to find each other's ball. So, um, yeah. Angel was the best team mom I ever had. Mm. She's yeah, team mom. She stepped she, up and helped out too. She's uh, she's something else. Has, got, has Angel ever said, "Hey"? A mm, couple times. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to get that on the record. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's was gonna love that part. Twice in a target. <laughs> <laughs> That's God. But now, your kids. How many kids do you have? Two. Two boys, uh, Jack and Luke, they're just turned to March birthday, so um, 3.11 and Pi Day, 3.14, so they, mm. 14 and 12. Oh, God. How's that going? Oh, lovely. Yeah? Yeah. Have they hit that stage yet where they're just like, whatever, Dad, you don't know anything kind of thing? Because my 12-year-old's starting to get there. Yeah. I, uh, I don't think Luke's there yet. Jack's, you know, 14, and he's like, I'm, I'm going to do my thing, but. I'm, you know, we're still cool. I like to think, you know. So I, I don't, I don't think I catch much of it. I mean, he, he's with his mom most of the time. I get him, um, you know, every other weekend and in here and there. So I don't see him as much. So when I do get to see him, it's it's fun times. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. That's good. Glad man. to be away from mom. Now, Dad's Luke, gonna. Luke's a big soccer player now, right? He used to be. Jack's the big soccer player. Jack's Luke's soccer all player. basketball now. Oh, okay. Uh, so Jack, Jack plays for. Um, 
FC Richmond out in Chesterfield. He plays travel ball for them. And then uh, Luke played with Hanover Youth for uh, basketball. Okay. Coach that. You coach the basketball team? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. I need you again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wish I could convince Brody to get back into it. Yeah. Come like over there. He, he played for a little while. He's funny, man. He went through every sport. I, I give him credit. And we talked about this. Same, I think Zach might have the same thing. Kid, yeah. he, he played basketball for a couple of years. He played football. He played soccer. He played He went to, played in a golf tournament. He said, yeah, I'll try them all, Dad. And I'm like, okay, so what do you want to play? I'm good. <laughs> the same thing happened with me. Yeah. Marta's a whip, gets great grades, right? And he, and he loves the YouTube and, the, and the, the computer. But when it comes to sports, he's like, yeah, I'm just not. None at all. I'm so good. are you still trying? Are you like, what about chess? Or? I, I try every once in a while. But, but I, don't, I, I never want to be that parent that forces him to do anything, right? So yeah. I'm, I'm going to celebrate what he likes to do and, and try, to, try to be there and support him for that. Um, but he... Every day. Hey, Dad, you want to play some basketball? He wants to play. And I'm yeah. like, you know, I want to. I'll take recreational sports. Hey. You know? But around. the middle son is is gung-ho. That's he's your baller. Playing, he's playing everything. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's balls to the wall kind of kid. Yeah, Luke's like, hey, he loves playing basketball. He was always going to want to sign up for that. But he wants to play rec soccer. He played, like, travel with Dynamo. And uh, he did a year of that. And he was like, nah, I'm good. You know, you like know it's not that serious for me. It's so you did know? Brody. I wonder if they were how they went across paths out there because he played Dynamo as well. Yeah. That's a that's an interesting. Uh, it's funny. What's your take on different types of little league parents? Ooh, as a coach or as another parent? As a parent or as a coach? And when I say that, compare soccer, basketball, and baseball because they are different. Yeah, <laughs> soccer's a little more chill. Like with the. Like with Jack's soccer league, they're more strict, and I think Dynamo was this way too about not coaching from the sidelines. So you, it's like a, it's a little more controlled, mm-hmm. you know. So they might have that one or two parents that kind of yelling out, or you know, yes, you're trying to be positive and cheer them on, but there's some of those parents that are coaching that they kind of quickly get quieted down from the soccer parents, and they're only the trying co- to coach their own kid, right? Yeah. But but you know that you know, could frustrate the coach or, you know, the other parents whoever. look at him and like, Hey, come on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you're like, Hey, good job. Keep after it. That's pretty much what you could say in, in soccer. Yep. Um, basketball is weird because it seems to be a little bit more quiet. And maybe it was just, just the, this year with COVID that, yeah, probably, you know, you, you're just not, it's not a full gym. There's not a whole body, a lot of yelling. It's kind of depressing. Yeah. Like I don't follow sports as much as I did pre pandemic. I don't seem to care as much. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, what are you going to do? Football. Yeah. Football, though. Then you, you have football. You've I haven't experienced that. I've experienced it while watching soccer games, while football is going on behind me, and I'm like, I don't think I can. Football parents are nuts. That's what I've seen. They are crazy. I've seen people, like parents, get on the field yelling at parents on, on the other side, and those parents from the other side come onto the field, and <clears throat> sometimes it gets physical. That's when the brawls happen. Yeah, and, and it, I'm like, these are eight-year-old kids. What are y'all doing? What is wrong with you? It, it's a different mentality, it seems like, for the parents that want their kids to do good in football. It's yeah. like, you, you got to be. You got to crush them. Yeah. It's all in kind of thing. Hey, hey go ahead. Tell them uh, your first coaching gig in rec basketball. <laughs> I wouldn't even, I didn't even have a kid on the team that I know ne- of. Neither did I. Oh, that you I, didn't that, either, that did I you? I know of. No, it was before you well, did we? Kids. How did we get into that then? Because you asked me if you want if you need you needed help coaching. How Somebody's, old were you guys? We were in our twenty mid twenties. Mid twenties. So you didn't have kids at all. Mm-mm. 
I didn't have my first kid. I was thirty-two, and you were like you were like forty-eight. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. <laughs> no, we were we were those weird guys. No, it, it was dad, dad's coaching all the other teams, and there's two twenty-five-year-olds coaching this team, and we kicked everybody's ass. Yeah. But we had a kid named Dietrich who probably is in the NBA. Well, now. if Dietrich, if Dietrich didn't play on our team, we probably wouldn't have won all those games. No, but uh, we wouldn't have. How did you pick the? The team, did you guys have anything to do with it? Was it like a draft or I'm, was it just I'm random? A, well, was there a draft? Yeah, there was a draft. Oh, so you picked Dietrich. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right, well, I feel a little bit better about our success now. Yeah, you <laughs> I thought they just yeah, threw that, us on that, this. That wasn't dumb luck. Oh, okay. No, I, I'll tell you exactly what happened. All the other coaches picked their sons and their sons' kids, <clears> and I picked the kids who I thought were good because I didn't have a kid. Right. I, I didn't have a kid with his friends uh, that I felt like I had to pick. You're like the Billy Bean of rec ball. Yeah, man. Then. It was all it was all math. <laughs> yeah, and then our, our number one play, I think it was number one, two, and three, was give the ball to Dietrich. So, hey, hey, Dietrich, you're really good. Just go score. But you know what was cool about that kid? He didn't. It didn't go to his head. Oh, he's like, a great. He passed kid. the ball. He was a great kid. So I want, but I want to hear how you got signed up for it. I mean, did oh, you guys oh. go in there together to sign up or? <laughs> no, I signed. Up. Somebody asked me to coach because they needed a, a sixth coach or whatever it was, and I said. I like doing stuff with other people. I'm like, Kevin, you love basketball. You want to help me coach these kids? And it, it was fun. We enjoyed it. How old were they? What, what age? They were 10. 10? Uh, they were a little bit older. They, they were older been, than that? I don't know. I, I coached for a while with and without you. No. I don't remember. Dietrich was probably 11 or 12. Yeah, that sounds and, This is right. how good Dietrich was. Kevin or I would pick him up and bring him to the game. He won't miss in a game. No. No. <laughs> hey, Dietrich, I know, I know you're not feeling well. I know your mom can't get you to the game. It's all right. We'll, we'll go pick you up, and you'll feel all right. You'll be all right. Yep. So have you, have you not looked up – have you looked up Dietrich at all to see what he's doing? I don't think he's playing – I think he's a little older. So, right, I guess he was only about 12 years younger than us, 13 he's years. He's probably his late so 30s he's, now. Yeah, he's yeah. – but I think he played – he may have played college ball. I could be wrong. I'm making stuff up now. He played at Northwestern. So you need to look him up and get him on the podcast and go, how did we change your life? How did that season wait, 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 wait. where you became a champion yeah. change your a life? short podcast. <laughs> I don't, and a depressing I, one for us. Do you remember his last name? I don't remember his last Edwards, name. Edwards, maybe? You just made that up. <laughs> no, no, I really didn't. I think it was Edwards. I could be wrong. Well, Google his ass. I, I did look him up. And At you, some point you in the, in the past, this kid. did you find and, anything? And I, saw, I, th- I think I found him, like on Facebook or something. This was years ago. I was like, "Oh, this," and it may have been an accident. Like I don't think I was actually looking him up, but you know, all the guys from from Ashland that went to Patrick Ed- Henry. You saying Edwards? I think because because uh, Paul, you remember how to spell Dietrich? Uh, well, MVP. He didn't, it, he didn't spell it the same way you normally would. I think it was like D E T R I C. I don't remember. I put an I in there. I don't know, man. Well, that, that's the challenge of finding somebody. You got to know how to spell it. I, I got D I E T R I C K. Die trick. Yeah, that ain't that, that ain't right. Die trick. That's, that's, that's how I used it. to say when you went downtown. Uh, um, that a, I think that's yeah. a, the title of a too short album. And <laughs> oh, watch out! Hey now, <laughs> I love it. All right, so don't you have something coming up? And and I don't know how how when will this podcast be on air? Three Mondays from now, I think. Can we push that up? You, you, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. you, you want me to get with my uh, technology team and speed things up? Okay. Daniel, yeah, we, we need you back. Yeah, yeah, because he, he knows Daniel. Yeah, because you've got something. We'll talk Do about. Do we want it. to promote? Well, I mean, look, this will. 
at least a hundred people will hear this. At Hope, least. And by the way, it will take a hundred. It'll take six months to get to a hundred people to listen to it. <laughs> no, it won't. He's he's well known. No, you guys need to know this. So this is not for the podcast. This is your info because you can come out if you want to okay. do. You know, if you want to bring the do a live podcast, dude. I would love to do that. Would love. I'm not kidding. Yeah, would love to do it. So yeah, well, I'll I'll uh I'll talk to the the comedians because I've got to have a podcast around this anyway. So I'll talk to the comedians. Uh, Noah Garden Schwartz writes for the marvelous Miss Maisel. He's been on uh like Jimmy Fallon, yeah, and yeah. late night stuff. So he's legit. Um, his wife is actually featuring. She's got a special that's 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 coming out. Uh, Esther Steinberg, it's his wife. So it's a six show comedy series. Um. I'm doing a top comic competition. So 20 comedians from D.C., Virginia Beach, all over Virginia kind of um, are coming in for the first show, which is uh, next Friday, April 9th. And then uh, Noah's coming in on the 23rd. And then we're doing the semifinal rounds in May. Uh, we'll, we'll break it down from 20 to 10 comedians. It's going to be all online voting. So um, no judges or anything like that. It's be pretty cool. Um, and then I have uh, a young lady named Miss Pretty Ricky who's toured with like Guy Tory. She's a uh, national headlining comedian. She's coming in, and then we'll do the finals with. It's a great name, Miss Pretty Ricky. <laughs> and Google, it's Miss. Google her. It's she's Miss. Miss. Yeah. yeah. Ms. Miss Pretty Ricky. She's awesome. She's got a great Instagram too. I'll, I'll make sure you. I share that with you. But uh, and then this dude Mike Spienberg, who's out of. Uh, he went to NC State. Yeah. So you'll want to meet him for yeah. sure, Kev. <laughs> no. He's headlining, but uh, he's That's he's like real, uh, our age, so old school. He talks. He's, his uh, group of fans are like the Big Wheel Brigade. Mm-hmm. He has T-shirts with big wheels on it. Okay. You remember those days? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's six show comedy series. Three of them are uh, for the top comic to see which of these twenty comedians are going to be the, you know, the top comic. And then I got three national headlining comedians coming in for that. And where physically will everybody be? Uh, it's a place called Atlas Forty Two. Uh, it's a event venue in. Uh, Innsbruck. Oh, I know exactly where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it used to be the old Sharky's. And yeah, yeah. Yep. The Indian restaurant was right next to it. So the place is beautiful. They took the whole space. It's wide open. They got stage. Yeah, it's, they got two sides to it. Yeah. yeah. So, and, you know, so for social distancing, we'll be able to fit, you know, 80 to 100 people in there. What's the date? Seated. So uh, April 9th is when it starts. Okay. Um, and then it's like you, every two weeks, though, right? The 9th, about that or something like that yeah, yeah it, the last show is july 30th so atlas 42 all the tickets and all the infos on uh, atlas 42.com check that out um are you emceeing this I, i'll have limited involvement as far as stage time goes like there's certain people like i think i'll be involved in the miss pretty ricky show um i'll either host or feature that um and then i always like doing stuff with mike mike speenberg but since i'm putting it on it's hard to it's hard to worry about going to tell your jokes and making sure everything's kind of yeah. can't wear too many hats. So yeah. hold, hold on, a second. I've I've been in there. I've actually been on that stage, not as a stand up, but for some work. Atlas Forty Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the other side is the bar. It's got ping pong and tables for, yeah. for eating that kind of thing, and they've got cornhole just outside the place. Like I would love to set this up on the other side, away from the stage, and just talk to comedians. Yeah. If if that we can pull that off, that'd be yeah. cool. Let's figure that out and make and, and should, see what Should we can Kevin do. come along? That could be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that was Stephen Wright. <laughs> <laughs> that was Stephen Wright from the early days. <laughs> no, nah, that was terrible. What's the ADHD? 
How's that bit go? You remember that one? Where he's like, <laughs> no. All I know is he stuck his uh, car key in the in the door to get in the house one one day and re- didn't realize it was the car key and took his house for a drive around the block. <laughs> That's the only one I remember right off the top of my head. But That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, it was, uh, man, I wish I didn't remember how that joke goes. He's like, yeah, I have, uh, I don't know. Forget it. I can't. I want to butcher it. It's something about H HD TV or H, like, I can't pay attention, but when I do, it's really clear, you know, or something like a really intense. That's funny. <laughs> I think a lot of us probably had ADD or something back in the day. They just didn't know what it was, you know, to, to say, hey, you're diagnosed with this. It was just you don't pay attention well. Yeah, I don't. You're right. I go from this to this to this. I can't help it. Yeah, it's it's like uh, the kids on the phone, right? The TikTok, everything's seven seconds or ten seconds or whatever it is. Like, well, how do you expect people to pay attention when? Yeah, <laughs> everything that they're watching is saying, "All right, here's a quick little blip of it, and then we're moving on to the next thing." Yeah, could, could our kids sit down and do what we're doing? I don't think they could. No, uh, you can't for that. You know, unless you go, "All right, we got to take a fidget spinner break." Right. <laughs> And then right. something else, you right. know. Can we do that? <laughs> do you need that? <laughs> no, I'm good. So w- try to get them to watch a baseball game. Sure. So you can't. Michigan, UCLA, yeah. right? Basketball game. Sorry about that. Comes on late. I know. Whatever. Uh, it's funny because a few days before, Luke had asked me, "Who's like, who's your backup team? Like, do you have a backup team outside of, of Carolina?" Course. Gonzaga, and I know that's Come really on. no, 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 no. I'm. We can talk about this off. Off. I'm serious. Gonzaga, Matt Santangelo. You remember him? Mm-mm. Richie Fromm. I remember Fromm. Okay, these are guys that I started. I loved them back in '90. They beat Florida in the in the NCAA tournament in 2000. I thought this was going to be an Adam Morrison story. But that's coming later. When okay. Cried against your second team. I'm assuming is UCLA. Oh, oh, six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 When he when they lost. But I love Gonzaga. Mark Few is, is. I wish he would come to. And Roy Williams retired today. Yeah. I love it. He he won't do it now, but. That's who I was always hoping to come leaving. to Carolina. He's no, he's not. He's, I don't blame him. No, good for him. I mean, if, but, if he stays, but that Carolina job's pretty cool if you can win there. You know? but yeah. It's, anyway, it's not ahead. cool if you can't win there. Right. Yeah. Right. So your backup team? UCLA. Yeah. It's that what he – before the matchup happened. So I'm like, okay, game's coming on. School night, game's coming on at 10. I'm like, Luke, you want to watch this game with me? Because I want somebody to, you know, yeah. cheer with me and be there with me. and we're watching the game and he's he's all into it dad you got a hat or something like you know he's got michigan gear so he throws the hat on and up until about halftime and then it comes halftime the game's not on and then he starts on his phone and i'm like no dude like if you're gonna play on your phone you can go to bed now because <laughs> right. you're up past your bedtime if you're not gonna be in this game that's great and rooting for michigan then take your ass to bed but, yeah you know so he stayed up for about another 15 minutes he was like i'm going to bed dad i was like it's oh. a good try though was it not close it was close no, it was close yeah. yeah, Michigan had a chance to win. You know, with probably six seconds left, they had two two attempts to win. They they lost by two. Mm. But but if you're like me, and, and I can I can say that Gonzaga played Carolina in the finals, what seven two thousand seventeen. There was no question who I wanted to win that game because a couple of my friends were like, well, who, who do you who are you going to root for? I'm like, right. <laughs> no, I'm a Tar Heel fan. There's there's no question. I'm sure you were a Michigan fan that night. Oh yeah. And at the end, you're like, okay, well at least it's UCLA. I, I, no, because I want Michigan to win. I mean, <laughs> as long as you're not beating Michigan, I'm gonna. I, I like UCLA, but they may be in trouble. They beat Saturday. Beat your team. Yeah, they. Well, it's Gonzaga now, right? I tell you that I have not. This is the. I, there's a guy that I used to work with from Washington, state the state of Washington. He still lives out there, and uh, 
he actually played at Washington State for a year, and he still plays with a bunch of the guys in Spokane, played at Gonzaga. This is 10 years ago. And every year I tell him, this is the best Gonzaga team right here. He's like, no, what? He, he wasn't a Gonzaga fan because Washington State, I guess, man, he doesn't like Gonzaga. Oh, man, no, they're not. No, they're not. I haven't texted him yet this year. Mm. But I'm going to. Yeah, Because this is after. the best Gonzaga team. I, I, I haven't been following the tournament after my team lost. How many teams are left? Four? Is it down the final four? four? Final four, so yeah. Gonzaga, UCLA, and who's the so, other two? Baylor and Houston. Oh. Yeah. So, so what, what would Texas? your bracket look like, Paul? I didn't fill one out this year for the first time. Really? Since I was probably Good tw- for you. 20. Yeah. Um, well, I knew, Virginia, I, I, knew, I knew Virginia wasn't going to do much this year. Yeah. They were disappointing, though. They had a they, pretty good team. They, they technically were the defending champs. They were. Going into it. They were. Yeah. But they didn't have any practice time. and Yeah. COVID, like, you can't be near your teammates. That's terrible. Up to the game. Like, VCU and UVA were affected by COVID going into it. I thought there would have been a lot more teams that, you know, would have had to forfeit because yeah. of it. I'm surprised that I, I think one team. I, VCU is not a big enough name to make an exception for. And so they said, yeah, VCU, come on. We're going to show that we're serious about COVID. There's no way they were going to take the big names out. No way. Yeah. No matter what happened. Mm. That would have been – well, I'm glad it didn't happen. I'm glad the decision – well, maybe it was made. We don't know. I, yeah. Yeah, we they, don't know. They, they, I'm sure they covered some stuff up. They shouldn't have. So you have the Zags winning it all? Oh, yeah. So you're, 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 and what's your bracket look like outside of them, though? How many of it's the pretty four, screwed. final four? I, so I had, like, Ohio State – Oklahoma State, Michigan, um, in the Final Four in one bracket. I only did two brackets, and uh, but I had Gonzaga winning the whole thing in both because they're the best team. I haven't yeah. watched them play. What, how are how are they so good? I know they recruit big guys pretty well. The swing guys are pretty good. Do they have a ridiculous point guard now or something? They, so, Mark Few has finally built a program where, and it's funny it could backfire. He's getting five star kids, so he got it. This five star point guard, Jalen Suggs, who Carolina was recruiting, and I wish we could have got him. Um, he's awesome. He does everything, but he's not really – he doesn't play like, hey, I'm the best player on the, on the court. He's not they, to score every they time. Cut the, they, they're just a very good team to watch play. They're unselfish. Kispert can shoot the lights out. Mm-hmm. Um, they're big guy. You said they, they recruit big guys well. Can pass, can shoot, does a little funny mustache celebration when he scores. Pretty funny. Similar um, to the Spurs back in the day when Duncan That's a very good thing. comparison, yeah. the San Antonio Spurs, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they do it all well. You should watch Saturday, but and watch they'll play their worst game of the year Saturday. But um, they people haven't even we'll come close to, to these this. guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jinxing them right now, but I don't think they've been under double figure victory this year. Maybe once. nobody's come close to them. I, don't think. I mean, not really. BYU I, gave them a game one time, and they beat UVA by around thirty. They crushed UVA. Yeah, it's ugly. It, yeah, but and, their average margin of victory is like eighteen and a half nuts. or something like that. It's, it's nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. And they're playing decent teams out of conference too. They they it's did like play a very good non-conference. Game. It's a good thing that few. They move done. the ball though. They don't oh, hold they on to do. it. Like I, I watched Baylor and it. I forget who they were playing, but if you hold the ball for two seconds against Baylor, you're in trouble. You, yeah. You're getting no space. And that's why I think you know if Gonzaga matches up with them, but Kelvin Sampson is a fellow Lumbee Indian. That's what drives my mom's. So, yeah. Wow. Um, so he. Talk about making a comeback into college basketball. Yes. That dude, yes. you know, for the second time he's back in the Final and, Four and yeah. with Houston. like Yeah, Houston has no business recruiting really good basketball players. But, but he's gotten in trouble before for – Twice. Yeah. For, for what? For Texas. different stuff. But you're <laughs> like, you know what, Kelvin? You, you know, he did. And like, I think he knows Houston, it. I hope you win it. You know, like if you win it, is it going <laughs> to hold up? And uh, will they call you the champion in 15 years after they dig into what Kelvin Sampson did? Well, uh, you hope he's 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 standing up straight with yeah, what he's yeah. doing. How but. do you get kids to Houston? I mean, come on. 
I mean, yeah, it's a good, but they don't really have any five star guys on that team that I know of. So he's doing it with three, four star kids that he's they bought into his system and they're, and they're doing, but they've been good the last. He four paid, he paid them to get they into are. their system. That's that's my guess. That bought it. That's well, guess. how he got them there is another story. <laughs> um, God bless him. Houston's not going to pay for five star guys, but they'll pay for four star guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, maybe at his next stop. Give me all of your four stars. <laughs> you keep those five star guys. They're they're overpriced. Well, hey, I think uh, I think Coach K and Calipari and those guys will tell you right now. Getting those one and dones is not easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to get a team together for a year and <laughs> make them gel and win the whole thing. How many times has it happened? Once, I think Kentucky did it once. Yeah, one time. Yeah, and I don't think Duke's ever done it. Uh, they haven't. They've come close. The teams that that Carolina's won with, Duke's won with, yeah. Yeah. They, they've all had seniors, juniors and seniors that were big parts. Of, I think you know what I take that back. I think Duke did do it once. I think their last turn, their last because they had uh, I don't even remember who it was, but I think a lot of their kids were freshmen. So he figured it out one time, but yeah, he had the, he had the uh, God the guy who plays for Minnesota, the big guy, that team when he was a freshman. I think they won. You talk about Calipari. That's Kentucky, oh, I ain't yeah. talking about Calipari. Yeah. But you, was it but Jason had, Tatum? No, it, no, no. It was the it was the it was the big kid that you. Man, it, it, I, I can't remember. Justice Winslow was on the team, right? That team. Yeah, and Justice was playing three or four, right? Yeah, but he was a freshman when they won. Yeah, yeah, but he, you're saying position wise, they were all freshmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hmm. yeah it was a good team. Didn't like them at all. But that was the year Kentucky went undefeated to the Final Four and lost to Wisconsin. Hudson in the Final Four, and then Duke got the. See, I'm a Carolina guy, so I, I'm like, come on, really, Duke? Y'all, y'all got you avoided the undefeated Kentucky team. Yeah, whatever. I'm gonna call a timeout on you right now. Oh, do, I, do I have one left? Am I not close enough to the mic? <laughs> that was an effective You're way good. of getting uh, Kevin to, to do the mic thing. Yeah, <laughs> Go ahead. That was good. Now he's self-disciplining himself. He's keeping it <laughs> right out in front of your eyes. That was a thirty-second. Oh, that's a Fab Five joke, bro. How do you miss that oh, one? Oh. The timeout. Did you love the Fab Five? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I did, too, actually. Who's your favorite member of the Fab Five? Jalen Rose. Yeah, me, yeah. too. Um, so, the neighborhood that I grew up in, southwest Detroit, the my neighborhood high school that I would have had to go gone to had I not gone to Cass Tech was Southwestern, which is where Jalen Rose, Vashawn Leonard. So, Jalen graduated, I think, a year. I think he was 90. F- I graduated in 95. So, they were around in 94. But anyways, I wasn't going to that school because Perry Watson was like, there's just no white boys that play at Southwestern. It was They were the number one ranked team in, in the country. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Back-to-back years. So they're, Are Jay- you technically a white boy? Yeah, Polish, Native American. <laughs> I pass for whatever, man. So people ask me, like, what are you? And I'm like, who's winning the war? Right. <laughs> what, what do you want what, me to be? Yeah, that's what I I'm have. part of the human race. I don't know about you. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so that that was crazy. I, w- I would have had to go on to that, that high school, but that, that was Jalen Rose was there, and Weber was going to Detroit Country Day, so they were playing at uh, this place called St. Cecilia in downtown. They were always playing pickup games. Um, I never got to play with them or, or meet those guys, but it was just the hype around. Like, oh. These dudes are bad, man. And yeah. Sean Leonard went out to Minnesota. He was supposed to be – you know, part of that Fab Five it was it was just cool how it came all together. Juwan Howard was kind of like a catalyst. You saw the you know the thirty for thirty oh, with yeah. the Fab Five. It was like it's cool, man. And like you were in the city that would that was happening. And I mean, you think about 
guys from Detroit are like Jalen Rose. They're, they're tall guys. They can handle and they could pass. Because to me, that's how in Detroit you had to be able to dribble to get your shots. And yeah. if you were a good passer, you can continue to play with the guys. So that that's how my game was developed. That I made my JV basketball team not from scoring. It was because I was getting to the hole and I was doing little Isaiah magic, you know, nice passes and, and setting guys up. But that's – you think about Weber, they talk about him. It's great hands, can handle the ball at, you know, 6'9", six, 6'10". Six, it was a, it was a great passer. passer. Underrated passer. Yeah, Underrated. Jalen's the same thing. You yeah. Know? His hands were really good when he called that timeout against Carolina. That was a crusher. That was a crusher. Because there's no way that Carolina I, I, team I, should so, have won that game. So, so I, I, I'll, no I'll, way. I'll, I'll, I'll be really clear here. I don't like either Michigan or Carolina. <laughs> and I didn't know how to feel about that. Because I, I was going back and forth who I was pulling for. Believe it or not, I was kind of rooting for Carolina. Um, but because of I, Eric Montrose. But, not because of Eric Montrose. But I, but I like Jalen. I've always liked Jalen Rose, and I kind of want to see him win. But, yeah, that was that was a brutal way to end the basketball game. And let's be honest here now. He did walk. He did. I, I think that's that's where I'm okay with it because yeah. I think it's just karma. Like yeah. instant karma was like, well, you know. And then Michael Talley, which it's funny because, my, you know, Michael Talley was like Michigan basketball player of the year. He was a senior. <laughs> and these yeah. guys come in, and you're like, yeah, you wonder. Like the, you could see Talley over there telling you like yelling – called timeout you know and then he he i don't think he fessed up to it but some guys were saying they were yelling it though it wasn't just him either yeah yeah so it was like all right dude's a freshman big stage oh called a timeout stage yeah and you know you you could see the bench somebody's over there yelling timeout yeah so yeah, that was a team that was a team it. thing yeah yeah so but still that's tough that's tough they gave Weber a hard time, which, you know, I like Weber. I, I'm like, I don't know if you watch any NBA basketball, oh, but he does a time. lot of that, and he's terrible at it. So, I'm like, <laughs> like Jalen's good. Like, I watch Jalen's very good. Jalen Jacoby and all that yeah. stuff. Like, Jalen's cool, you know, cool dude. But Weber's just like, man, who are you trying to be, dude? You're, you're, yeah, be yourself, man. Did yeah, you hear, right. though, that Weber made fun of himself, speaking of being self-deprecating, that we were talking about earlier. I think he had a, a license plate that's either he did or his dad did that said, get a T.O. Mm. Like, literally, okay. when he first got to the NBA. Now, I, I, and one, like you said before, I could be making that up, but I think it's a true story. Get a T.O. I mean, that's... Every every time you and I do three episodes together, we're going to do a fact-checking uh, episode right after. <laughs> well, as Michael Rappaport, who's in the news now, says, it should be a no fact-checking episode. Uh, we, we don't fact check on this right. podcast. It's it's we, we, and we highly encourage you guys not to as well. Yeah. It's, know. it's great it's for the fun to mix stuff up. I, I average three uh, incorrect statements uh, an episode. Only so three? Then I've, I'm tracking. It could be a lot more. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. We'll go back and listen. I'll count them. So, so Lumbee uh, Native Americans, like Michigan only kind of thing? Or was no, it? that's actually Pembroke, North Carolina. Um, oh, really? Yep. Oh, wow. Um not, I didn't grow up like knowing that I that I was Indian or had like Indian culture because I was in the hood in Detroit. So, right. um, and your mom didn't really. No, not just, not a whole lot. Yeah. You know, she grew up in Bronx, New York, so uh-huh. she was you know, same way. Well, verse too. Yeah, she's <laughs> like you know making Spanish food. I'm like, who who's Spanish here? You know? Like, why do you make a phenomenal enchiladas? You know, I'm like, where'd that come from? But. But no, it was. I, I became more intrigued with it and learning more about it as uh, my mom, you know, her dad was full blooded uh, Lumbee. And so as the, they connected and we all connected, then that's kind of where 
I learned more about it. I mean, I still don't do, you know, I'm not, I'm not like heavily involved in there. I, I go by there. Or I know people I know have family around that uh, obviously are, are part of it. So I'm not involved in that, that culture. It's just, you know, it's just part of my history, I guess. And Your kids have any interest in learning about it? Not so much. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's interesting. You know, I, I joke about, uh, you know, the, the Native Americans. Some of the comedy that I have is like Native American stuff <laughs> to, to just make fun of it because nobody really pays attention to it. You right. know, like, a, you know, like a corporate, right? This is like really PC now. Right? You can't really say certain things, but nobody ever has a problem going, hey, you guys want to get together? Let's go have a powwow real quick. You right. know, and nobody ever thinks about it. Yeah. Or, you know, hey, that place has got too many you know, chiefs and not, not enough, enough Indians, Indians, right? Yeah, it's like, that's just totally dismissed because nobody, it's like they're 1% of the population. We try to get rid of them and then they're still here. You had a good joke. One of the things I saw you, it's been, it's been a few years, the BYOB joke. The, I thought that was funny. Bring your own blanket. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, dude. I can't tell you the last time I saw Where'd you find that joke? Oh, I don't know. Somewhere I found it somewhere. Kevin does a lot of research before this. Uh, yeah. yeah. Off, I have to give a correct statement to offset all the incorrect statements <laughs> somehow. So now that we're talking about it, though, how do you feel about the whole Redskins name? And, and... it's, I tell people I, the only thing offensive about the Redskins is their offense and their defense. <laughs> And their owner. <laughs> and their owner. And their owner. I don't, like I don't care, but I, you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not, a, a, you know, I'm not ingrained in the culture like right. that to where I have a big enough voice to say something about it. Like, it is what it is. I mean, it's it's been around for a while. I understand the people with the history, but you know, Redskins fans are just annoying in general. I so, I agree wholeheartedly. So. I, Kevin and I grew up here. I I've always disliked Redskins. Yeah, it's like Redskins, Cowboys, Steelers fans all around here all around and the redskins and cowboys are the worst it's like you know yeah you won your division and you're two games under 500 right congrats you, you know, know that's that's celebrate and, and you're gonna get bounced in the first round yeah you know what's cool about Steeler fans though and, I, and and maybe you guys don't feel this way they so much love their team they don't talk a lot at least the ones i know they don't talk a lot of junk yeah they just love the steelers like Steelers are going to the Super Bowl. I went to a couple of Steelers games when they played my team, the Chargers, and I would wear stuff up there. They no one say a word. Yeah. I go to a Redskins game, and there's dudes wanting to fight me. Yeah, with Any, a Ladanian Tomlinson jersey. Anywhere in the really? NFC East, they're going to want to fight you. It, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, but, I've been to you know the a couple Redskins games where they played the Lions, and the last two we've lost <laughs> that I, that I've been. So it's like so annoying. I had this like the, my dad and I. Went to the game. We lost. It was a close game. I think it was a couple of years ago. It was like maybe 16 to 19 or something like that. We're leaving. And it's mom and the probably nine or 10 year old kid are walking by, beside us. And the kid's kind of going, hey, Yeah, I won. And he's like, We won, blah, blah, blah. And talking smack because we got all our Lions gear on. We're walking to the car. And they kind of, we're walking this way. And then they go over to the left that way. And then before I know it, like 10 seconds later, the kid's coming back over to talk more smack to me. And I'm just like looking at the mom, like, you better get your kid. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay to joke and say it one time, but you're like circling back now, around. Now you're harassing me. <laughs> yeah. You're like, now you deserve a punch, but Wow. <laughs> but it's just like, yeah. Like, you'd like to go there for the experience, but the Redskins fans or Washington football team fans are. It's like, man, I don't, I don't even want to deal with I, it. I agree wholeheartedly. I grew up with a guy not far from me. You know him, Jimmy. And 
I'm like, you're really obnoxious about the Redskins. There's no way I can like that team. There's just no way. It is, yeah, I've, I haven't rooted ever. It's, like, it's like arguing with a woman sometimes. She's like, yeah, you know what? Dude, there's no logic behind it. Like, are you being rational about this right now? No, we're not talking about my wife or Kevin. No, no, not, right. no, oh, not at all. No, yeah. no, no, no. Just, no, I outkick my coverage. Did you hear that? Um, <laughs> but you did have the bet, and you said it earlier. Barry Sanders, my favorite player. I've got his. I can't believe I'm going to tell you this. His high school jersey. It's Oklahoma State jersey. You have his high jersey. school jersey? I do. Wait a minute. Didn't you tell me you, you didn't like go after autographs, but you you got well, I'm not going to get him to sign it. Why not? If he was down here right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, I would. If yeah. he was down here right yeah, now. Of course. But, 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 so I could put it up like you have stuff up in your man cave here. But, um, yeah, Barry Sanders was my favorite. That dude was – and I got to see him in person twice mm. in Pittsburgh once. I got to see him play Miami and Dan Marino one time. It was crazy. Were, right. you, were you wearing his high school jersey? No, I wasn't. Where did he go to high school? I don't know. Wichita? <laughs> is he from Kansas? Oh, yeah. I, I think he's Wichita. Yeah. Really? Like yeah. one of the best running backs of all time is from Kansas? Mm-hmm. I, I believe so. Wow. Yeah. And then he went to Stillwater for college. But no one really knew who he was, right? Because Thurman Thomas was there before him. Yeah. You know? and, and there was a guy before Thurman that was really good. Um, Anderson, I think. Ernest Anderson. But – Barry Sanders was his last year in college. I think he scored forty-five touchdowns. I mean, it's, that's insane. He was ridiculous. And people, it's funny because the Dallas fans would always talk about how Emmett Smith was great. And I would always say, "Look, man, this this kills that argument. Emmett didn't get touched till he was eight yards into the secondary. Barry had to run backwards sometimes just so he could get positive yards. Uh, his highlight reel is untouched. No, he's and if he'd have played. Two or three more years, Emmett would have retired a lot sooner. Yeah. That's the only reason why Emmett went to Arizona and hung around is because he was for the numbers and wanted to put the numbers up. But you look at Barry and you go, dude, you put another two 1,500-yard seasons on that and he's at 17,000? Emmett's not getting there. You know, it's funny. I don't think Emmett would have played as long. Yeah. He's kind of like the Gale Sayers and Jim Brown. Like, people – and I think as we get older – the legend of Barry. The, the legend, right? It, it's still he's still going to be up here, no matter how you know what rank he is with yards. Because Jim Brown is arguably the best running back ever. How many years yeah. did he play? Eight, nine, um, yeah. So, but he still he was that dynamic. Nothing, nobody like him. Yeah. Jim Brown always struck me when he ran as a giant brick that was moving very fast, and you're <laughs> just going to get run over. Yeah. Barry was just going to out, out quick you. But you know, back then the the linebackers were. What Nitschke and those guys who couldn't really move—they kill you if they got a chance. But they could mm. square up on you. Yes, you know? but he was so athletic, man. Yeah. Clothesline you—that's <laughs> the days of clothesline. Oh yeah, me and Joe Green. You like, out of the league legit. if you did that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, really. you go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> go to prison. <laughs> the pressing charges immediately. Right, so, We're so, holding so, you in the uh, the jail cell in the stadium. Yeah, <laughs> no. Philly. I like it. Yeah, that's good stuff. So Kenny, you, your dad's Polish. But yeah. your last name is Wingle. Yeah, I did. I, it, apparently it was shortened from Wingaleski is what okay. the, the story is. I don't know how much we're not going to fact check that either. But that's I don't well, know how he would. Yeah, Wingaleski. <laughs> yeah, so his his parents were Polish, so it's you know Indian and Polish. That's where I get my uh, my Indian nickname is Spins with Light Bulbski. <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for that. That's good. I, mean, I, I say that every time my dad gave me that joke. So it's a good. It one. always gets a laugh, and I'm like, Dad, I want to stop telling your joke, but it always gets a laugh. It's good. It's a good All right, one. so 
d- this is not going to be a good question for you because you're probably going to be like, I can't do it. What's the best joke you've ever told on stage or got the best reaction? I mean, do you remember? Is is there a joke, uh, like a go-to? No, I don't think any of my go-tos are like that. I um, My thing is people are there for a good time, and when you step on stage, my thought is when you step on stage, what you're telling everybody is I'm here to be funny. And as long as you're funny and you're goofing off and you're having a good time, I think people really enjoy that. There's a lot of comedians that will stick to their material and only do their material. I don't mind branching off a little bit and interacting with people, but I don't, I don't want to be a jerk to you. I'm not here to call you out on anything uh, unless you deserve it. But it's been rare cases that I've had to kind of be a jerk to to, to somebody. And Oh, like, give us an example of that. Oh, then. man. I, they're, a good I, Probably a tough one because I don't want to I don't want to remember those ones because it's not what like if I, if I break it and I become a jerk to somebody then I feel like I wasn't creative enough and I didn't, to avoid didn't hit that. my goal yeah. but there's certain times where people will heckle you we used to do comedy in this place called uh, Liberty Laughs up in Fredericksburg it was, mm. it's the, now a U-Haul storage place but it was a bowling alley uh, downstairs and then they had a like a club upstairs and then a like a conference room that was a comedy club it was one of the most fun comedy clubs I've I've ever worked at so we had a lot of freedom to be able to do what we wanted to do up there and there was a lot of shows that people would just get really drunk and they're just yelling and I, I i don't i can't even remember one where i've gotten rude to somebody and it's turned out good it's more of like i i've joked with people to the point where people have come up after the show and said thanks for making the show really fun for me and they've kind of been the the topic that or that person that i'm always calling back or made them a part of the show yeah so th- that's kind of more of the reaction that's that I'm cool. trying, instead of like kicking somebody out. But I've seen people like this guy, uh, Mike Spienberg, that's coming in, in July to do the show. I've seen him up at that Liberty Laughs, and this girl was just nonstop heckling. Just drunk and out of her mind. Just drunk out of her mind. She's standing up. You know, the, the I'm in the back kind of getting the, the service, the, the servers to say, hey, go do something with her before it gets really awkward and... They didn't really do much. They talked to her, and when they talked to her, she just got louder and louder, mm-hmm. and then she eventually stood up and in the middle of his act, and he just went after her. And, <laughs> you know, it's one thing to be a, to a jerk to somebody and the audience go, well, maybe that's, you know, maybe you're going too far. Maybe they didn't deserve that. But this audience knew that she deserved it, and as soon as he turned and, and went in on her, it was like the crowd was laughing and, I mean, he. It was too the, easy for. Him at that oh, point. and he, I mean, he was he was going after her hard too, and I, you know, he was laughing when we get off stage. But it's kind of like annoying. It's like, dude, I'm here to have a good time, and I don't want to have a good time because I got to make one person feel bad. But you deserved it, you know. And maybe your people that are sitting with you should have got you under control instead of letting you do that. But you know what? You got what you got, and everybody else got a good show because yeah, he lit her up. Did she shut down? Uh, she left. They they. He was still, she was, they were walking her out finally. And he was still going at her and talking smack to her. I love it. And everybody is just laughing. And, you know, as soon as she leaves, they're all clapping. And, you know, and then he's he's like, all right, settle back in and let's get back to these jokes. Oh, man, that's good. Is every heckler drunk? No. um, Some are just jerks. 
Some are just, hey, I'm going to go there. Like, I've had people say, you know, I try to talk to you because I want to make the show better or make it a show. I'm like, dude, I wouldn't have signed up. I prepared prepared tonight. Yeah, you did. We're not partners. (laughs) (laughs) Did we sign a contract before I got on stage? Wow. Why didn't you go over my set list with me before? Why didn't you tell me you were here? You know, it's like after the show. You should have introduced me. Sorry I talked to you the whole time, man, but I was trying trying to make it a show. I was like, dude, what do you think? I came with no material? Like I was just waiting and ho- like getting on stage, going, what happens oh, "Please, to somebody talks to me." <laughs> right. yeah. Thank God you were here. Yeah. Oh, and he's right in the front row, you know. And his wife's just looking like I didn't want to come. Mm-mm. Why I don't know why he's here, you know. And then more times the wife wants you to be mean to him and go put him in his place. Yeah, oh. it sounds like he needs to be put in his place. That's probably why she rolled with him. She's like, one of these comedians is going to flip <laughs> on this guy one up. time. <laughs> and I'm going to have my camera ready. So the nutty professor. You know? yeah, it's like, <laughs> like, I just want one story where a comedian just rails this guy. So, you know, when he brings it up the next time, I could say, hey, look, remember that time? <laughs> <laughs> That'll shut him down. <laughs> remember that time? So the comedy series, is it? On the weekends, I'm trying yeah, to figure. It's out. Friday night. It's all Friday nights. Okay. Uh, so I think it's uh, April 9th, the 23rd, May 14th, May 28th. Ju- yeah. June. I mean, you're you're the guy to talk to if we want to set the mics up. Sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. You're the man. Definitely. You hit and it I'll right. Figure out how to get uh, get a uh, flip on stage at some point. Mm. You will not get flip on stage. Come on, man. Unless you, you want to come gr- there and like move the mic for you, I can do that. You can April you got, 9th, April 23rd, May 14th, May 28th, June 18th, 18th. and July 30th. Yep. There are the dates. Roll on the floor. What is that? Richmond Open for Laughs. Richmond's Open for Laughs, Raffle. Yeah, which is could be rolling on the floor laughing. Yeah, that's but, what I thought it was. Yeah. It's going to be fun, man. Hey, who's who's coming on the 23rd? Uh Noah Garden Swartz. Okay. So, you guys look him up. He's he's really good. He's been here before. Uh, have he, I been here before? He's been here before. <laughs> <laughs> I could quote that whole. Me too. We, was next that, next was time that, we play golf. Is that Kings of Comedy? That's all. We, yeah. 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 So do you have a like greatest hour of stand-up? Like you have you like a, somebody special, like a Eddie Murphy Raw or a Richard Pryor. Does there, is there anything that stands out to you? So – I'll tell you who mine is while you're thinking about it. It's right. Chappelle's Killing Him Softly. Yeah. That's, the greatest that's, hour of comedy I've ever seen. It may be. I saw him live before that special at JMU. And I was in college. He wasn't a big name. No. Yeah. It was like $10 show. Like he sold out. Uh, they sold out the first show at 730. They added one at 10. And they were serving, I think, a dollar or $2 Natty Ices. Oh, God. And the show was like because it was the second show he went on for like two and a half hours and he was just killing and, and that's it's just him being him just him being him. he literally pulled like a notebook comedians keep notebook he pulled his notebook out he had like a bottle of water it was about a had about a third of it left and he's like all right you know he had already done his time which is typically about an hour he had about a third of the bottle left. And he's like, all right, I'm going to get out of here when I finish this bottle of water. So I'm like, all right, maybe 10, 15 minutes left. This is an hour into it. He like he didn't touch the water for like an hour. He pulled his notebook out and was going, all right, what's the next joke that I could do? And was just crushing. 
Wow. For two and a half hours. <laughs> That's awesome. It's a great show. It's 10 bucks, and I think I spent probably $10 in beer and was hammered. Hammered at JMU. Yeah, I, I can't match that, but I did see Carlin live. Um, which was awesome. Uh, Kings of Comedy, like I tell you, that's that's my favorite. If I if I wanted mm. to sit down and watch one, I would fast forward through D.L. Hughley <laughs> and watch Steve Harvey doing the all, the all of Steve Harvey, the Titanic when he plays the songs, everything. But one of the things that me and my wife laugh about, like I'll pull it up like once every six months, is Lavelle Crawford doing the um, when they used to go into the grocery store bit. Do you remember that when oh, his trying. mama his mama told him you know told the kids what to do and what not to do as they were going and don't you hit my heels with that basket or I, yeah oh it is you got to look it up if you haven't seen Lavelle it. Lavelle who? Lavelle Crawford. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know who you are. I'm trying to think of the bit. I can't remember which one at uh, which show it was, um, but he had already been. Wasn't he on Last Comic Standing? Yeah. Because he talked about that in the beginning. Yeah, he's done like Comic View. He's been around for a long yeah, time. because he talked about um, the teacher he was going to call who said he was going to amount to nothing and tell her he won $75,000. <laughs> and the girl who turned him down <laughs> because she said she was allergic to fat people. <laughs> I got 75. <laughs> he is hilarious, man. That guy, his delivery, I think, is probably the funniest part about it. Yeah. His voice and, yeah. Uh, how about you? I don't have an answer to this question, I don't think. I, Kevin Hart makes me laugh. Yeah. I should have mentioned him earlier, actually. Yeah, if Kevin Hart He's was funny. doing stand-up and he... Hey, he's going to be going for the next hour. I'll sit down and listen to him. Yeah. Kevin Hart's pretty funny. Yeah. When him and The Rock get together, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty good. They're both funny dudes. Yeah. yeah. The Rock back in the day could have been a comedian, I think. He still could be. He still, but when he was in wrestling, I don't know if y'all watched I know you watched wrestling because we went to it. But By the way, he brings up wrestling. He wants to have somebody talk about wrestling for an hour and a half. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Did you, any, Tatanka is a Lumbee Indian. Oh, there you got. go. Yeah. Do you, do you, did Does you that mean he watching can... wrestling at all? Yeah, yeah. WWE because they came through Detroit. Was, uh, what was the anniversary? The thirty fifth anniversary of WrestleMania. WrestleMania in Pontiac Silverdome, yep. the highest attendance ever. Yep. Right? Then Hulk Hogan slammed Andre, Andre the Giant, Giant yep. in yep. Pontiac Silverdome, which yep. is now no more. Were you there? No. Oh. My uh, my cousin was born on that day, so I. <laughs> Wow. It's like I know the the fact either I know her birthday because of WrestleMania oh, or awesome. I know I remember WrestleMania because it's her that's birthday. Awesome. Yeah, but I remember that though. I mean, I, I've been to old school wrestling matches. I've seen Hogan and Ultimate Warrior and yeah, all those guys. That's Were you part time. of the uh, Nature Boy thing where we put uh, spelled out Nature Boy on her chest? Yes, but I was also <laughs> part of the the uh, Undertaker where we had Myra Brown's. Uh, uh, what was it? A tombstone. It was a tombstone. R.I.P. R.I.P. They showed us on Monday Night Raw that night. Of course, they, they showed did. our whole our whole row. You know, when they, the entry, the entry, the entrance part, and they're flashing the audience. They showed us for a good three seconds. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to track down. Is uh, you, have you heard of uh, Mickey James? Yeah, you know that is. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you got to track it. You got to get her on the podcast, uh, man. She's local, right? She's, I don't know if she, she still lives here, but I she, think does, she, she does. She's in Nashville trying to sing. Yeah. Right. My but wife. She went to King William. My wife uh, works with her mom. Yeah. And uh, Native American as well. Yeah. Yeah. We have a chance to get her on? My wife inquired with mom, and mom never responded. Uh, well, can you? I mean, you're King William. Yeah. I don't know her that well, but. You, you know, knew her? I can't. No, I, didn't, I don't know her. Oh. You are, are you I just know of ask, her. Are you asking because of King William or because they're both Native American? Both. No, because of King William. 
Yeah, all Indians know each other. Uh, <laughs> how do you know her? She's an Indian. Yeah, what? So you know, not that many guy. of y'all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we're 1% of the population. That's why I think the... Uh, I, I, I don't really have any jokes about this, but I'm, I'm trying to make this into a joke that um, everything's 99%, right? Like Lysol kills 99%. Everything's 99% effective. And I think there's something to that that Americans won't commit to 100% because they tried to kill all the Indians and there's still 1% left. So they're like, you know, close enough. We're just going to go with 99. Oh, my God. I can God. say that, though, because I'm of Polish. Course. <laughs> that's great see now that i compare that i'll i'll drive up next to somebody who has that annoying 13.1 on their car that oh, little sticker yeah and roll the window. Exactly. yeah all right yeah so why, why are you gonna do everything half-assed <laughs> 13 I, I couldn't run 13 miles but still come on man come yeah so what is it? so now you got to get it what's the math on half of 13.1 like <laughs> it's a 6 10k point... six point something six point six point five five i've done that but you've done the six point five i have i have run a 10k and i'll never well, six, do it again six two yeah, 6. yeah. 2. Oh, why don't i just get a five thousand two hundred and something feet <laughs> set one mile <laughs> yeah that's a mile. <laughs> Please no no do that. so you've seen the 0. 0.0s right? yes i have i had that idea before that shit started hitting bumpers and i'm like Damn it! I knew I should have. You had it right things. there, just yeah. like Forrest Gump and the smiley. Does right. it say like, anything on there? Or is it not just zero point zero. No. Basically, yeah. saying why? Yeah. Why would you run? Why am I? Doesn't running? make yeah. any sense. Yeah, it's a great run. sticker. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, years before those stickers started hitting. Ah, damn it! It was Did my you, one shot. It was my one shot to make a shit ton of money. There you go, Eminem. Your one shot. Uh-huh. You blew it. Yeah. Bumper stickers. Do people? People don't even. Well, yeah. it's not on the. They don't put them on the bumper now. It's Some on people the just go in the window. Some people lose their minds putting those things on the glass. Yeah. I saw one the other day. My kid beat up your kid who was an honor roll student or something. Have you seen that? That's, yeah. That's been around for a while. Has it? Yeah. I've seen it. Just, I try not to look at stickers on cars. They're too Why are the depressing. baby on board signs? Why are people still putting those on cars? Do you know why? I don't know why they did in the first place. So you'd be more careful around them, I guess. Why wouldn't you be careful all the time? I, saw, I, I think recently I saw a story about that where they were talking about why they were on there. It was like, so if they get in an accident that the – First responders would know that the, to look for a kid. Kind of like, like the sticker you put on your window if you're in a second floor house. There's a kid in this room because right. it's on fire. Right. We should have asked uh, Clay about that. Yeah, we should have. But then I'm thinking like, well, if you don't have the kid on, if you don't have the kid with you and you have the sign up, <laughs> that could be costly to you. It could. You know what I mean? Oh, like you get in an accident, it's just you and the the... the EMS comes over there like, oh, there's a baby on board. Let's find the baby. And the, right. the baby's not there. Maybe got thrown 100 feet away from the car. Yeah, so then you're all looking all over, over there. Yeah. yeah. That's that's not good. And you're unconscious. And you're just, that's <laughs> not good. You're just like, damn, I should have took that baby on board. <laughs> hey, man, road rage is a, is a real thing. I'm telling you. There's somebody just got shot. Where was that? Um, passenger, the guy pulled up. They were going at it on the highway. On 95. Oh, around and, here? I don't know if it's around here, but it was on 95. Um, and Probably it, and in Fayetteville. Guy, it, maybe. Pulled up and shot the lady in the passenger seat. It's crazy. Yeah. I, what's wrong with people? I mean, I've, I've done my share of road rage. I think people can't drive. In fact, I was going to write a book that simply was titled Know Your Lane. And uh-huh. 
Wait, wait a minute. You were going to write a book about it? Well, I was going to write a book at one point in my life that's that was titled Know Your Lane. Is it a kid's book? So we, wait, 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 wait. Let's see. Hold on. Don't, don't try to tell us about what you were going to cover in it. Like, is this like a 10-pager? <laughs> it would have like been, like it, thousand it page been short. Illustrations only. It's a short story. Here's your link. Illustrations. Is, is you, get, you get where I'm going, though. It, it captions. Uh, captions and, and, yeah. That's slow driver in the left lane. Of so so this book, what happened to the idea? Like yeah, You it, just decided you're not going to write the book because people started driving better? They or, did not. Um, I think you started because dealing it was, with it better? It was going to be so short. I have started dealing with it better. The older I get, the more laid back I am, the louder I play the music, and it kind of soothes me. And it's not rap music or anything crazy. It's jazz usually, and it's loud. And I can just kind of, yeah. But I tell you this though, I, a guy got me really good one time. It was a roadway situation where we were trying to get somewhere in the same lane to get on the highway, and you know how it is, right? You yeah, you speed up, you speed up, whatever. Well, I got in front of him. This is chapter three in the book. This would would have been, and we're and we're on two ninety five now, and and. We're like speeding up next to each other, right? And I hadn't got up next to him yet. I was ahead of him. He went around me. So now I'm going to catch up, and he's going to go this way, and I'm going to go that way. And as I'm going that way, I couldn't wait to see him so I could – sorry, mic, mic, mic control. Mic control. I couldn't wait to see him so I could – I don't know what I was going to do. And I look over, and this dude is going like this. with. <laughs> it was – and I was so mad. And, and for our listeners, <laughs> he was doing his fist under his eyes like he was crying. And he's looking at me like, oh, you little baby. And I was so mad. But when he did it, I almost started just busting out laughing. Yeah, I thought, yeah. You got me, man. That yeah. is fantastic. Much respect. Much I've respect. yet, Yeah, I've yet to be able to use that on someone. So you suffer from road rage. Sometimes. Like. Yeah. I, I take back roads to work now so I can avoid the highway. Because people can't drive. They period. cannot. They just cannot drive. Uh, and, and, and they can say I can't drive too. That's fine. Th- there's nothing worse on an interstate than three a three-lane interstate with three cars going the same speed oh. on three lanes. That's yeah. the worst thing on earth. Know yeah. your lane. <laughs> what did I just describe chapter four? You did. That's <laughs> like so you're going to do the foreword of the book. <laughs> well, you and I talked about the other book I was going to write when we were playing golf. Mm-hmm. How to jack up a, a good drive. I had like 18,000 chapters in that book. <laughs> <laughs> I've got video proof. Oh, my God. Tons of it. I, yeah, I, I st- you know, everybody deals with road rage. I, I, I've gotten better over the years because in my head I just think well maybe they're on the way to see their grandma in the hospital and yeah, it's a good thing and you kind of give people the benefit of the doubt it's like I read the constantly don't sweat the small stuff because it's all small stuff that's my kind of go to of yeah. trying to keep things simple and put stuff in perspective and that's how I think about road rage not that I don't yell it and cuss somebody out sometimes right. just because you know you're having that kind of day but just in general it's well maybe they're on an, you know in a hurry to get somewhere, and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, and then I don't worry about it as much. It's a good way to look at life, really. Yeah. And I usually look at the rest of my life that way, but not in the car. Mm. Yeah. Assume, That's weird, right? It is. I don't know why. It's road rage is like internet, like commenting on internet stuff, right? Yeah. It's kind, like kind of. Kind of, but there, it, I guess you could. It, it road could rage is physical. a little more risky. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the wrong person and wants to follow you home. Yeah. Well, and the internet thing too is like it's out there forever. Yeah. Like I don't need my stuff out there forever. No. Except no. for this podcast. <laughs> and we have to teach our children about something that we really don't even know that much. I speak for myself. I don't know how damaging it could be. I know I've, obviously there have been issues, but trying to teach my kids what not to do when it comes to social media, it's 
it's a constant uh, battle, and I've only got one on it. So he's not really on social media, but he's getting there. I'm yeah. sure you've got the 14 year old Jack's got. Yeah, they, I think he's got a, like an Instagram page or stuff like that. But they, you know, they're watching TikTok and they got Snapchat and all that stuff. And it's like, you know, I I go through Luke's phone because I can see it, and Jack's like, it's impossible to get to. But it's like, let me look at it. You know, I I, it's, that's the rule. If you're gonna have one. I get free reign. Yeah, I, yeah. Get, I can check it out and yeah, do what, what I need what, to do. Once you're independent, I can check whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah, and you're not independent. You're nowhere near it yet. <laughs> right. So I'm checking it out. <laughs> checking it out. Yeah. What are you 14-year-olds doing nowadays? Exactly. What are you sending? Like, yeah. Man, I send this type of stuff till I was 30. No. <laughs> My son's pretty tame, but he's got a couple friends that have said things in there. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, come here, Brody. What is this? <laughs> you know. He's like, I don't know, Dad, that guy. So, Paul, you you have kids? I have a 19-year-old son and then daughters 17 and 14. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. You'll meet my 17-year-old because I'm going to have her come down and take a picture for the three of us. Cool. In front of whatever crazy thing you want to take the picture in front of. So, you're right a, are you beyond the video game? Are you a video gamer with oh, your kids my, at all? Am I with them? No, I watch them. Hey, Because they know now that I'm not a big gamer, so they don't ask me to play anymore. But I've played Fortnite and I've played – what's the – the soccer game with the cars. Uh, Rocket League. Rocket League. I've played, but, but they're so good at it, I can't play with All right, them. So, so check this out. So my son, none of them play video games anymore. My son might occasionally. He's a freshman in college now. But he got really good at Rocket League because he was playing a lot. And I told him, I said, go to community college. Don't, don't crush me for four years. Just crush me for two. Get straight A's at a community college, and then you go to whatever school in the state of Virginia you want to. And I said, and if you get straight A's in community college, I will buy you a really good computer where there's no lag, no problem with uh, processing time, and you can get really good at Rocket League. And when I told him this, he was already top 100 in the, in the world. What? Playing, in the yeah, world? Yes. Um, and I said, how do you make money? He goes, you got to be in the like, top five, maybe top 10 kind of thing. And I'm like, I'm giving you the keys to get into the top 10, man. What's up? But he's like, yeah. no, my friends are going to college, so I'll go to college. I'm like, come on, you're killing me. You're that killing me. That is hilarious that you just you just said I was going to help my kid avoid college. <laughs> no, he's still going to get credits. He's still going to be a junior by oh, the time Oh, that's right. He you did say go to community. And the yeah. piece of paper was going to say whatever school he's going to go to. <laughs> but that's different nowadays, though. It I mean, the, the, co- the value of college now mm-hmm. versus, you know, our my parents' age was, hey, get a high school diploma. You can get a job. Yeah. And then our generation is, hey, go get a college degree and you can get a job. And then. Like what level is it now? You got to have three masters before you get a decent paying job. I think, I think for it's it. turning it's, the other way in some yeah, ways. Yeah, it's like trade schools and yeah. stuff like that. Go and be a plumber. Go yeah. be an electrician. Yeah, you know, like good. If you could figure out some something that you want to do early on in life, then just go do that. Yeah. And I don't think you know. And you don't need an education for that. You can learn on your own, of course, especially with the internet. It's it's all right there at your fingertips. It really is. It's almost too easy. Yeah, <laughs> I've become Mister. No, I haven't. I was going to say Mister. Do it. Around the house, like fixing <laughs> stuff, but I don't, I don't want to over. Andy. I don't want to over. We know who's going to fact check that one. Uh, yeah, Angel. <laughs> but but YouTube, your man, phone's you can, ringing right now. <laughs> you can you figure out how to streaming. Hey, yeah. she she's even been pleasantly surprised. Like, how did you fix that? I said, huh, YouTube, man. <laughs> I follow directions well. She knows that. <laughs> I follow directions well. You're still married. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> one of my uh, younger brothers is a great mechanic, and he got really. He's 20 years old. He's gotten good from YouTube and yeah yeah you know he's like a lead tech at a 
mechanic shop. That's and the dude's awesome. killing it. He's going to make a great living. Yeah. yeah and, 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 you know, he's just like, so I was like, how do you know? He's like, I just YouTube everything. He doesn't he's, need to pay college tuition for yes. that. Yes. Yeah. No. no. Just figure out something and go be good at it. Dedicate your time to it and, you know, be happy about it and the money will follow. Yeah. Hopefully. Y'all like my plan. Give him a nice computer. Yeah. Oh, that was fantastic. But you don't appreciate it until you're like in your thirties, probably as as a boy, especially as a young man. Like his brain isn't even fully formed yet. He's like, "What are you talking about, old man? All my friends are going to college. I'm going to college." To all the girls, he's decided. He's he's at college now. Then he he is. Yeah. And he went to my uh, my alma mater's arch rival, which is fantastic. Wow. I, I we're flying the flag for my son's college out front, uh, but I've yet to wear any T-shirts or jerseys <laughs> or anything. But you college. will at some point. I will. Yeah, that's your kid. So if your kid went to Duke, you'd wear a Duke. Uh, I would yeah. wear Duke paraphernalia for four years. Well, how was it? What Glenn there? Robinson the, the third went to Michigan, and Glenn Robinson who went Purdue. to Purdue. Yeah, he would show up. He'd wear the colors, but he never wore the logo. <laughs> he didn't. Yeah, like, the yeah, big dog. I mean, big come dog. on. Mm. Now, if I was that status, you know, I mean, Mister Purdue basketball, yeah. really, unless yeah. you count Rick Mount, you know, whatever. <laughs> nah. Yeah. But not, big dog was the. He was awesome. He was bad back then. He was. He Why did he go to Purdue? I don't know. Where is he from? Was he from? I don't know where he was from, but I mean, he wasn't going to Michigan because all the, right? It was, it was just was around five, the Fab Five, five years. Five, yeah. 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 I don't know. Some good battles. He wanted uh, to be the big dog. Yes, and, and he was. He was the big dog at Purdue, that's for sure. All <laughs> right. So, Kevin, we have this theme with you where you ask the last question. We do? Yeah. What's your last <sighs> question for Kenny? I, I have to ask so This the will last be the second question. time Let's in a row. See if you've been listening and training. This, 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 Obviously, I haven't. Um, what's my last? All right. This is all right, this Kenny. important. You are, uh, and I'm, this is an icebreaker that I do sometimes mm. in, in work. So you're you're taking over the Tonight Show for Jimmy Fallon. Just one night. You've got a female guest, a male guest, and a musical group. Now, and you can tell me, it, dead or alive, you can go Ooh. for ratings, you can go for, you know, my great-great-grandfather, I'd love to have him. There. Or you just, are, you just having a good time. Can my musical guest just be, do they have to be musical or can they do comedy? Ooh. Comedy's fine. Since, since you are on the podcast, yes. On April right. Fool's Day. On April Fool's Day. Female guest. Uh, so I'm on a late night talk show. Yep. Are, are you are you going hot? I'm going. Uh, my female that pops in my head first is Julia Roberts. Okay. Mm. Uh, because of her and Letterman's interaction. So, are you familiar with that? No. You've never seen Julia Roberts on Letterman. Oh, yes, I have. I, I was going another Lady. direction with that. Okay, I have, yes. Yes. Are they flirty? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Got it. But it, it's good TV. It's, it is. It's pretty cool to see. Classic. Um, Julie is your age, by the way. Is she? Yeah. She probably looks better than I do. <laughs> Who's your uh, male guest? Paul Gilman. This is a good question, Kevin. Thanks, Paul. Dead or alive? Uh, I probably... I ask a similar question. Anybody, if you had an hour to spend with anybody, dead or alive, who would it be? My my answer is always uh, Einstein. Mm. Is he wearing his now? Pants? I'm starting to rethink the Julia Roberts. I might come circle back you, you on that. Circle back. And is Einstein wearing his pants? Because he would occasionally forget to wear. His yes, pants. but I, you know, I I think interviewing him, you'd figure out is he crazy? Like people 
say he's crazy or is he just you know he's, socially awkward? He's socially awkward. He's next level intellectual. Yeah. yeah, I would think he'd sound crazy. He's on a different plane, right? Yeah, but because he's on a, <laughs> he's yeah, that he's like, that brilliant. Yeah, that he sounds crazy to yeah. us laymen. Um, you know what? I'm gonna. I'll try to go musical because we've talked enough about comedians. All right. Um, but that's a good one. What's your favorite band that I would want to see perform? Hmm. You know who I would want to see live? Yeah, this is gonna throw you guys off. Uh, but she's a Detroit uh, lady. I think the most beautiful. Uh, voice in the world is Anita Baker. Yeah, she's oh, a great yeah. voice. Yeah, yeah. Giving you the best that I got. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Do you have an answer to that, real quickly? What's that? Man, woman, and music. Oh, I'm going to answer my own question. Sure, go ahead. Oh wow! I'm, I'm giving him time to think about uh, his replacement for Julia Roberts. So I, I I've had different. <laughs> I've had I've had different answers to this. I, I, the male guest, I think that would be the most interesting would be Jesus. I mean, you're getting, you're getting the things that no, you but my, the same qu- like I said, the same question that I ask, I, that's a lot of the answer is Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just I mean, good gracious, you could ask him anything. It's like, hey, bro, Why? what do you think about all this stuff that's going on around you? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> just how you feel. That might take up the whole hour. Working out. Should, should we be fact checking you? <laughs> what these people are saying, Jesus? And every time I say Jesus, oh, sorry, <laughs> sure. Um, female. It's 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 kind of a toss up for me too because I was a big Jessica Alba mm. fan yeah, there for a while, mm. um, and still you know think she's. You know, do you follow her on Instagram? Uh, no. Anything? Do I? I think I might. She do you buy any up. of her products? No, her honest products? no, no, none of the honest stuff. But uh, but Pink, I like Pink a lot. I think mm. she'd be fun to uh, to chat with and. Um, Ooh, that's a great one for the musical guest. And a musical guest. But my musical guest has always been either one of two people, and this is definitely not the same genre. Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire would be the one, or Guns N' Roses. And I've, I've seen Guns N' Roses. This was back when Axel was, like, normal. Normal. Well, I don't think he's ever been normal, but, you know. Normal for him. Yeah. Right. The, the, I guess that would be early, mid-'90s, early-'90s. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were, Guns N' Roses was – they didn't show up on time ever. Um, in fact, they canceled one show we were supposed to go to. Uh, but what a show, man. They put on a show. Beastie Boys? I went to the Beastie Boys at the Coliseum one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty awesome. Run DMC and the Beastie Boys. He's failing the training, Paul. He's, that was supposed to be the last question. He's trying to keep going on. <laughs> My bad. I didn't know I was going to be answering the question. I asked, you? I, asked, I asked to give the last question to our last guest, and he gave a four-part. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I'm, hey, by the time I get to episode 20... <laughs> I'll so give, you got? Give, do you have you have your answer? The Rock, for Julia Louis Dreyfus. I think she's freaking hysterical. Oh, I love uh, it. And uh, Jimi Hendrix. I'd mm. like him to blow my doors off. I wish he was still around. Actually, it's awesome. The Rock. Yeah. I love The Rock. Ric Flair and The Rock. But another part of that would be who would you go? Who would you like to have a? a sorry. Well, hey yeah. now. Wanna, hey, where, where well, are we easy, going now? Part three. <laughs> who would who would you want to do um, a foursome for golf? Like the other three guys. All right, we'll definitely we'll definitely end on this one. Yeah. All right. No, I mean we don't have to do it, but that's yeah. good. Yeah, it's fine. So, like, not famous golfers or just anybody. Anybody. Like, uh, see, because my male guest, I might go with Rickles. I might come back yeah. and go. Like, yeah. that would be my backup. Like, if I'm going full entertainment, I'm I'm bringing Rickles, Julia Roberts, and 
somebody else crazy on. But and then watching Rickles and Julia Roberts on the on the couch would be hilarious itself. That'd be a whole show itself. Yeah, oh, exactly. Man. Good stuff. Uh, ooh. Uh, well, I would invite you, Flip, but you always back out. So wow. No. <laughs> Well, that that came out of left field. <laughs> it was cordial until it just. Uh, let me get. Uh, I'll take uh, this. Could be, uh, let me see who I can get. I'll take Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, mm. pretty good golfer too. I I, that skills don't matter, right? Oh, okay, no, or does it matter? Don't, no, it don't matter. You're not in a tournament or anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're probably all sport. I don't know. Do athletes? Yeah, do I like that? Just they have, they have to be an athlete. Uh, yeah, so I'd say Griffey. Uh, I'd hang out with Bo Jackson. That's a good one. And if we're playing Captain's Choice, we're definitely not taking my drive so far. Yeah, I know. Uh, Who are you telling? Steve Eisenman. Okay, well, Stevie Y. I think he was a good golfer, too. Mm-hmm. Well, they're all amazing athletes. Steph yeah. Curry's a good one. Yeah, good Steph golfer. Curry. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. All right, do you want to... Uh, Tell our hundred listeners about your uh, comedy series. Coming You're up, up to again. 101 now. I think you think so? Did somebody too. call you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just subscribed. Um, tell them what. What's the name again? Yeah, one more time. The roll on the floor, laughing. Uh, yeah, R O F L. Richmond's open for laughs. Atlas 42, the number 42. Atlas A T L A S 42.com. Um, you could also look on Instagram or Facebook for Pearl Street Comedy. Nice. Cool. Thanks and, for having and, me. And, this is a lot of fun, yeah, guys. This, I appreciate this it. This was fun. And uh, I definitely want to be at least one of those. Yes. Like the 23rd. I'll get you there. Seriously. Yep. You want to go? I, I want to go. I'm not getting on stage. Let's just make sure that's cool. No, no, that's not going to happen. This is a book show, so yeah, it's no, strictly. Like, like no chumps. No open mic stuff. Yeah. I can stand up there and just stare into the crowd. <laughs> this guy's not funny at all. But this is all portable, so you can, we'll figure out how we bring all this. And Daniel, we're probably going to need Daniel. We probably definitely need Daniel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. all right, yeah. cool. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you, Kenny. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd also really appreciate if you'd rate and review us. You can find us at scodopodcast.com.